Ah, Guibert, said Officer Commanding, with special authority, McBrien, from the depths of his Malachite-lined office. So glad you could make it. We don't chat often enough, you and I. Right, thought Guibert. My direct superior, through about twenty levels of magnicate bureaucracy, asks me to his office, and I'm going to decide to wash my hair instead? The gold crests which dotted the Malachite's ugly green were probably copied from McBrien's armorial bearings. Guibert's team joked that the Grand Harrier O.C. traced his ancestry back to Adam, though McBrien would have been offended at a comment that smacked of patriarchal regionalism. Ah! said McBrien. He was nervous. Certainly not of me, a scruffy petite harrier team leader. Will you have a drink, Guibert? I've got a darling little liqueur from— No, thank you, sir. The huge office was filled with ancient and valuable furnishings. Guibert felt an urge, quickly suppressed, to undo his fly and take a whiz into one of the ormolu vases flanking the doorway. Ah— McBrien repeated. He was a tall man, straight-backed with the aquiline face of a Roman consul. There were probably Roman consuls in his chain of descent, too. Well, Guibert, would you like to sit down? No, thank you, sir. McBrien's aristocratically pale visage flushed. Sit down, Guibert. The chairs were mission-style, black oak and leather. Guibert settled himself on one gingerly. It was so uncomfortable that it made him think of the cycle of torture and counter-torture which the Spanish and Aboriginal cultures had inflicted on one another during the mission period. Ha ha, McBrien said. Sorry if I sounded abrupt, my good fellow. Pressures of command. I'm sure you know, being a commander yourself. Commander of a four-man petite harrier insertion team and the commander of the magnicate dreadnought night-blooming Sirius, the most powerful vessel in anything up to fifty light-years. You bet. Obvious parallels. Speaking of Spanish aboriginal culture, McBrien's grin could have modeled for a sugar skull on the Day of the Dead celebrations. Would that be patriarchal regionalism? or an aspect of native culture and therefore a compliment to the O.C. Ah, McBrien said. You're sure you wouldn't like— Guibert wouldn't. Guibert was going to speak when ordered to, period. Guibert didn't have a clue about what he was doing in the O.C.'s office, and he had a nasty suspicion that he wasn't going to be any happier about the situation when he learned what it was. McBrien pursed his lips. He tented his fingers before him, then flattened his hands on the gleaming desktop in horror. He'd realized that he might have been thought to be indulging in prayer. Guibert waited, imagining wistfully, though without real hope, that the Grand Harrier would suddenly dismiss him. To tell the truth, McBrien lied brightly, I've been thinking to myself, you know, Guibert looks like he needs some leave. As a matter of fact, your whole team looks like it should have some time off, Guibert. You and, and. Daily cards and Wenzel, sir? Guibert said, volunteering information for the first time since he entered the O.C.'s office. Leave? McBrien relaxed visibly. Exactly. Well, that's settled. I'm sure you gentlepersons will have a wonderful time on Sobek. A wonderful time. Have your team ready to go in half an hour, won't you? That's a good fellow. Guibert blinked. Sawick, sir, he said.
Why in the name of the nurturing mother force do you think we'd want to go there? McBrien drew himself up haughtily. He sniffed a long sound and a nose as aristocratic as his. Sawick is a favored destination among the cognoscenti, Rebert, he said. Sawick provides a chance to view the sort of natural paradise from which our ancestors, sadly, turned millennia ago. The loss of that innocence is the root cause of the trouble and strife which have plagued our unfortunate race ever since.